We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. March 11th, 2021. That means officially, ladies and gentlemen, we are one year removed. So Maggie Loney joining me tonight. Happy COVID day, Maggie. How are you celebrating? Do you celebrate that? I don't know. What do you, <laughs> I'll commemorate. That's the right word. I mean, I feel like I celebrated by keeping my socially distance in my house and not talking to anybody and using hand sanitizer. So did you do any of that stuff before 311 2020? No, so I'm a much cleaner person now. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Jacob Westendorf. I'm your host. Jimmy Christensen is getting his knee drained. He sent me a photo of, yeah, they uh, pulled 35 milliliters of blood out of his knee or drained it uh, to get him to get down the swelling essentially. So he might have to have surgery. He might not. We'll see what happens. But Jimmy, best of luck uh, again. I can't imagine it's fun having to go to a fight that you were supposed to participate in and not, but that's what he's doing this weekend. Uh, let's let's start here real quick. Uh, some big news today out of Packerland, and that is a tweet from Zadarius Smith. <laughs> Two exclamation points followed uh, a tweet that said, I want to be a Packer for life, to which my response was, I'm with it. Zadarius is already infiltrated his way into my list of favorite players in the history of the team. So he certainly is welcome to be a Packer for life. If that is what he so chooses, Uh, Maggie, your response was a little different. (laughs) 
my response was that it sounded like it was time for me to write another ode. So I actually did that. And I know that we don't have Nick Schmitz here to put a beat to it, which is probably better. Because honestly, I don't think the beat really lined up with the first one. Don't tell him I said that. I don't know if he listens to Pack a Day. But yeah, I mean, if you're, Jacob, if you're cool with it, I would like to take the first 30 seconds of our show to read the uh, remixed Ode to Zadaria Smith. They're all, it's just like a green and yellow remix. Little Wayne made that this year. And now Maggie has made the remix to Ode to Zadarius Smith. So this is Ode to Zadarius Smith part two. Maggie, the floor is yours. Here's another Ode for my favorite player Z forever, forever representing the yellow helmet with a G 26 sacks in two seasons, a brand new franchise best opposing quarterbacks. Know who's coming. The guy with 55 on his chest. On the hallowed grounds of Lambeau, Zadarius brings the party, but the stadium will really be rocking when he hoists his first Lombardi. Green Bay has found a good one, whose edge-rushing talent is rife. Zadarius Smith, pass rusher supreme, and a Green Bay Packer for life. I love it. So what I want everybody (laughs) to do that just listen to that, I want you to go at Packaday Podcast and tell us, just like you did for Little Wayne's versions of Green and Yellow, which one did you like better? Which, by the way, my answer to that question, which none of you asked, is the first one because the Packers That's commemorated fair. that with a championship. However, if I remove the situation, I actually think I like the second song better, which is strange. But maybe that's because <laughs> Blake dances to it. I don't know. That's so but cute. I need a video of that. I was trying to get one, but I haven't quite figured out the Android and how to get the camera and the music and everything like that to play all at the same time. So it's a bit of a pain. <laughs> so you're that kind of dad. Not only that, but after uh, after they lost the NFC Championship game, I didn't want to hear that song for a while. But I'm I'm over that to the point where the healing has gotten to where I can hear that song again without crying. So it's a good start. <laughs> Zadarius Smith wants to be a Packer for life. So obviously you have the ode there. There's some question as to whether that'll be a restructure or an extension and a, a bit of a foreshadowing to one of our later discussion points here. And that was that the salary cap today was set. Uh, at $182.5 million, about $16 million down from this past season. We'll get to that in just a minute. But Maggie, we've talked about it. You've seen some of the numbers from you know some of the capologists and over the cap and guys like Ken Ingles and throwing out that Z's cap number for this season and next season are both pretty monumental. One way to get under the cap is to extend him or restructure him and push a ton of this money this year into next year. To me, the extension makes sense because one, his game is going to age well. And two, all you're doing next year is basically making it to where now, instead of a $22 million cap hit, it might be like 40 and that's like quarterback (laughs) money. So that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Obviously when the initial contract was signed, I don't think uh, Brian Gutekunst, intended to or anticipated a global pandemic to shrink the salary cap by, you know, $16 million and then whatever it is for each subsequent year. But what are your thoughts on a pending extension and or restructure for 55? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a necessity at this point and not only like, and this is, I guess this is tricky, right? Like if you sign a free agent, you expect them to be, a real contributor for your team. But I I don't necessarily know if Brian Gutekunst could have expected kind of the productivity that Zadarius Smith has already had with the Packers. So I think an extension makes more sense than a restructure, especially when we know that 2023, 2024 will likely be 
some pretty high years for the salary cap as it kind of refluctuates and finds its balance. So to me, you look at a guy like that, you potentially talk to Aaron Rodgers. I know that that's a name that's been thrown around there a lot. And I said this on PAX, what she said, but I think you get a deal done with Devontae Adams before you even have to worry about him being a free agent next year. And you extend him right away and give him a nice four or five year deal with the Packers too. And the nice part is when you talk about Zadarius Smith and you talk about Devontae Adams, those are two guys whose games are going to age well. Adams is somebody that could very easily play well into you know his early to somewhat mid-30s and still play really well. So I think you feel good about a potential third contract there. And it's somebody who honestly, throughout the portion of th- this contract that he's on now, has been a huge win for the Packers. He's gotten better ever since he signed it. And I anticipate something, maybe not continuing last year, this past season might've been the peak of Devontae Adams' powers, but I still anticipate him being a very good player for the team next season and potentially with some more help around him. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute as well. One of the things you talked about with the extensions and one of the reasons that an Adams extension might be on the horizon is because of what happened yesterday, not well, two days ago now, as you listen to this, and that is the Packers chose not to use the franchise tag on Aaron Jones. Let's start here. Any surprise on that at all? This sounds really bad, but I guess in my head, the most logical scenario to use the franchise tag would have been a tag and trade. So when the the tag didn't actually come to Aaron Jones, I was like, okay, there's even more potential now for him to stay in Green Bay. Because I thought if Aaron Jones got the franchise tag, that that was like a death sentence, that he was going to get traded to someone else for that contract. So the fact that he didn't now, and I think it was Adam Schefter that had kind of put out that there's still negotiations with Aaron Jones. And then it was Tom Silverstein who also said, you know, this kind of mirrors the Sam Shields scenario where he didn't get franchise tagged. He hired Drew Rosenhaus to be his agent. And then he signed a massive deal a couple days before free agency opened up so many years ago now at this point. So I don't know if that's the same scenario for Aaron Jones. I still have a really hard time seeing the Packers paying him big money, but you know, it sounds like there's mutual interest and I don't, I guess I don't know what that means for Aaron Jones. And I also don't know what that means for a guy like Jamal Williams. Yeah. I would be surprised at this point. I think Jamal Williams is on the the back burner, if you will, whether or not the Packers can afford to keep him on the back burner. Some team might snatch him up when free agency starts, which is less than a week. Now my thought on the franchise, not surprised they didn't use it. They haven't used it since Ryan Pickett in 2010. It's just not something that they do all that often. Uh, And I think that it makes sense. And if you want Jones back in Green Bay, if you're one of those people, then I think this is the best way toward that. I know everybody said, you know, with franchising him, you guarantee that you have him under contract. It gives you time essentially to get a deal done instead of, you know, waiting another week or so. And then he could potentially be a free agent to all these other teams able to negotiate with him. However, my thought on it is that $8 million would have hit the salary cap immediately. So now the Packers and Aaron Jones has all the leverage in that standpoint, if he's franchised, because now in order to get a deal done with me, you have to do these things and you might have to give me a few more things that I want to make this cap hit lower. And that $8 million cap hit would be for this season. If no extension is done, whereas an extension, you can get it to where his cap hit is, you know, three, four million, you know, whatever the number could end up being. So if you want it to be that way, then I think this is the best option. That being said, Ian Rappaport said that the Packers were offering in excess of $9 million annually. 
apparently the guaranteed money wasn't there, which is why Jones has yet to sign that extension. I don't know what he's looking for. And I have said this, if he's looking for Dalvin cook, Alvin Kamara type of money, number one, I think both of those guys that I just mentioned are better players than Aaron Jones. And that's no disrespect to Aaron Jones. Those guys are two of the top five running backs in all of football. But number two, it's a position that's just too replaceable for that. And I'm not trying to devalue the player or the person that Aaron Jones is, but the example I use is Aaron Jones. Four seasons ago, the Packers went into the draft and all of us were freaking out that the team didn't re-sign Eddie Lacy, and they're wondering, what are they going to do in the draft? We literally have a wide receiver set to be our starting running back right now. At the time, it was Ty Montgomery. They drafted Jamal Williams. They drafted Aaron Jones, and both of those guys became really good players and, frankly, were pretty good players even in their rookie season. So I can't get on board. I know a lot of people are yelling at me, and that's fine. I can I can handle it, but – you know, to me, Aaron, if the, if your argument is Aaron Jones is special, uh, I've said this before, that was the same argument with Todd Gurley and David Johnson and Devontae Freeman and Ezekiel Elliott. And I have yet to see a deal like that age well. And the other thing that maybe isn't being considered is does Aaron Jones potentially cost you an extension for Devontae Adams, an extension for Jair Alexander, a restructuring of Aaron Rodgers. Like, I mean, there's just so many things that we don't know because we're not Russ ball. They understand that if they do this, it means this, if they do that, it means that and all those kinds of things as well. But I love Jones. I think he's awesome. Uh, that being said, if he wants to make 12 to $15 million annually, good for him. He should, he deserves it, but you can make that in Miami, not in green Bay. Uh, any final thoughts on that? Not really. I, I mean, I guess I just kind of think about the franchise tag. And I talked to Perry a little bit about this too, unpacks what she said. But, you know, you think about the franchise tag and it seemed kind of synonymous with Aaron Jones. And I know it seems really weird to franchise tag a center, but they also could have used that on Corey Lindsley. They had other options for that franchise tag. So the Packers obviously haven't done it in over a decade now. It wasn't a surprise to see them not use the franchise tag, but I do think that what this does is it really just kind of opens the door for, or maybe even closes the door is the better way to put it and saying like, we're really comfortable where we're at. We think we have a lot of replacements on the roster already, or, you know, we'll find them. In we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed draft and we think that the roster is really close and 
I think whether or not Aaron Jones comes back, and this is not any type of commentary on his talent, because I agree with you, he's going to make money and he deserves to make money. I think this Packers team and this offense can function without him. To me personally, the bigger concern is letting Corey Lindsley walk when you literally have the best center in all of football. It's a little bit harder to replace. And I know you can slide Elton Jenkins. We talked about that on this very show last week, maybe Lucas Patrick, but there's still going to be a drop off regardless because, you know, best all pro first ranked center in all of football by nature, there's a little bit of drop off there. So I guess to flip it on you, I'm curious, you know, did you have any thought about Aaron Jones versus Cor Lindsley, who you prioritize, maybe what the Packers prioritize, or do you think that they're going to just kind of wipe their hands of both players and say, we have replacements already here for us. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more with a credit karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, I think Lindsley's done. Uh, you know, I think I don't think that the COVID cap changed that either. I think that was a decision they've made relatively well in advance. And Lindsley, to his credit, had the best season of his career just this past season, which probably made him even more money than he was already set to make. And he's a really good player, but we've talked about this on the show too. When they signed David Bakhtiari, that was the second, third contract they've given to an offensive lineman. And both of them were left tackles, the other being Chad Clifton. Uh, they, of course, being Ted Thompson and Brian Gutekunst. So I never really considered it. It does stink because in a perfect world, obviously, you bring all those guys back. You say, we run it back. We add to it. We try and make another run at a Super Bowl. But it is a game of replacement. And Corey Lindsley somebody that you know maybe they wanted to look into potentially, but I think that, you know, that franchise tag number was a little bit more of an exorbitant cost than it would have been for Jones. That's why it was an option potentially for Jones and it wasn't for uh, Lindsley in this case, but it does stink because, you know, Corey Lindsley in 2021 is a drop off from Corey Lindsley in 2020. Yeah. That's how well he played, but he's still probably a better player than Lucas Patrick, Jake Hansen, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, whoever it is they have to play center, but it's just not a position that they've traditionally prioritized. I'll be interested to see, you know, we talked last week about retooling the offensive line and what that might look like here in the coming weeks, but I'm interested to see what they do because I think they've known, but the other thing that I think you can take solace in is they have a plan because I think they've known there was a day in camp this year where they had Jake Hansen taking snaps with the starters. And I'm not saying Jake Hansen's going to be the starter. Like he was a draft pick who got cut. Packers don't typically cut draft picks. That might tell you a little bit of where he's at in terms of ready for prime time. But 
I think it was a little bit of a glimpse into the future, if you will, of an offensive line without Corey Lindsley. So I'm interested to see how that works. Another guy, hope he gets paid. He's been awesome ever since he's been here. If you want reason for optimism, they drafted Corey Lindsley when they didn't have a center on the roster for starting that they knew or knew enough about. JC Treader was somebody that they kind of thought they knew what they had, but he never really played. And then he and Lindsley kind of flip flop back and forth that whole season for who the starter was before Lindsley solidified himself as the starter going into, you know, that 2014, 2015 to the player he is now uh, as their starting center. And like you mentioned, the best player at his position in the sport. So unfortunate, but it's very hard to envision even if the Packers do move a bunch of money around and do some extensions and find some cap room and stuff like that, it feels like they'll do that in attempts to try and upgrade other areas of the roster, whether that's the defensive line room, the wide receiver room, the cornerback room, et cetera, as opposed to you know, giving out a big deal to Jones or Lindsley in this case, which is proud. You know, the other thing that is a reality is, Brian Gutekunst is smarter than we are. So they've known about this stuff too for a while and they've been right more often than they have not. So that part will be something to watch here in the next week, but I wouldn't anticipate. I know the Packers, they might bring negotiations down to the wire with Jones, but I would be floored if they sign him and Lindsley, when he said what a week ago, he hasn't heard anything. We've seen that story play out before, right? Brian Balaga said they basically radio silence. Uh, TJ Lang was kind of the same way. There were a lot of guys who just, they never really heard from the team or reportedly never really heard from the team between the end of the season and the start of free agency. And when that happens, you know, usually that doesn't, they don't end up back. So that'll be hard to watch, but that's part of the nature of this game, unfortunately. And, you know, we don't get to turn off the salary cap and keep all the guys that you want on the team. So speaking of the cap, 182 and a half, like I mentioned, about $16 million lower than it was last season. That puts the Packers at about $9 million over uh, at this point in time. So that could mean something as simple as a restructure of or an extension for Zadarius Smith and cutting Preston Smith from getting under. There hasn't been a lot of smoke in regards to cutting Preston Smith. So that's that might have been like a slam dunk cut or seen as one a week or so ago to now it feels like something that's uncertain to where they're trying to keep him or trying to figure out a way to keep as many of these guys together as they can, which I think is interesting. They're trying to add then to a team while subtracting as little as possible. So I think that part's interesting. What are some of your general thoughts as that cap number got set today? Yeah. I mean, I think that when you look at, you know, the Packers potentially losing Corey Lindsley Aaron, and Aaron Jones, that's two huge pieces on the offense. And, we're talking about the number one offense in football in 2020, and it's really hard to kind of replicate that and be the number one offense again, but you're trying to keep as many pieces as possible. And I think you and I talked about this a little bit last week where it's like, okay, you know, if you lose Corey Lindsley, how does the offensive line change and how does the offensive line changing alter the protection of Aaron Rodgers and the running lanes for Aaron Jones? Like there's so many different variables to go into the success of the offense and the same is kind of true for the defensive side of the ball. I know Kevin King had an interceptionless season. He's not really being talked about as somebody that'll come back to Green Bay. I don't necessarily think that he does, but you're still kind of relying on either a rookie or, I don't know, it's really hard to say free agent at this point. I don't think the Packers have the cap to do it, but a rookie to be cornerback two opposite Jair Alexander. So 
and you've talked about this before with Preston Smith, you know, you're one rolled ankle away from kind of having a bare cupboard or needing to rely on young guys like Tipa, Jonathan Garvin, Randy Ramsey, all players who have kind of upside, but that we haven't really seen yet. So I, I am team keep Preston Smith. I mean, I think you want as many guys as possible that have a cohesion and a con- consistency together. Preston Smith obviously played with Joe Barry before in Washington. And I think the Packers are closer than we maybe thought. You know, Aaron Rodgers was a restructure candidate. Zedarius Smith emerging as a restructure candidate. If you give Devontae Adams an extension, you can free up some money that way. So I do think the Packers are really close, but I think they're also at the point where they know what they have. They might be one or two draft picks away. So when you start giving up players like a Corey Lindsley or an Aaron Jones or a Kevin King, even Jamal Williams, these are guys that make a difference on the roster. So now you're just adding to the number of draft picks that you need to bring into the team to try and fill all of those additional holes that you maybe didn't expect to have. Yeah. And that's the part that gets interesting. You know, the, the one caveat I will throw out there for Preston Smith is that if he comes back, ultimately that's fine. I don't really care about the whole idea of, oh, they're paying $8 million for a backup because essentially a backup in this offense or in this defense, excuse me, in that position is probably very similar to a starter. Right. That that being said, uh, the starting edge rushing duo next season needs to be Zadarius Smith and Rashawn Gary. Uh, Rashawn had been outplaying Smith for most of the season and was essentially a wrecking ball between you know, the last month of the season through the postseason, and should have drawn a holding penalty on the last play of consequence <laughs> in the NFC championship game. Don't but, talk about it, Jacob. It hurts. Don't right, talk about so, it. Well, I'm not going to go there. I don't want anybody to talk about it, even though I just did. So beside the point, if they bring Preston back, you know, I think that you could probably find a middle somewhere between last season was one of his worst as a pro. And then obviously 2019 was his best season as a pro. There's probably a middle ground in there somewhere. And if that middle ground is found, then you're in a pretty good position from rushing the passer that way with those guys. And you need as many of those guys as you can get because cutting somebody like Preston Smith, if he comes into camp and is similar to the player he can be, then you have that opportunity to bring him, you know, bring a rookie along slowly as opposed to drafting a guy early and saying you have to play, which if you guys have noticed something, I think you can feel pretty good about with Brian Gutekunst that, you know, is that they're going to have as many veterans as possible that when a rookie or a young player supplants them, they will let that happen, but they want those vets in place first. And I think that's something they might be thinking about with Preston Smith. It might also be something to where they're just trying, maybe he has some trade value and that's a conversation we just simply do not know enough about. Maggie, I know you said today that they don't, you know, we don't really know how they're going to make room cap wise and everything like that, but let's talk about that a little bit. You said you compiled a bit of a wish list today of (laughs) free agents. So who was on it? I mean, that's tough. And Perry and I talked about this a little bit too, where you're thinking about, I think the Packers kind of have this mentality where, or Packers fans, I should say, where them re-signing their own guys doesn't necessarily constitute or qualify for signing a free agent because they were a player that was already a member of the Packers. So there's that. Obviously, Corey Lindsay is still at the top of my wish list. I don't see that changing. But when you talk about some of the players that are hitting the market, there's a lot of guys that are going to get paid less than what they maybe were projected to get paid because 
teams are just really needy right now and trying to get under the cap. I think the Saints are a really good example of that, considering that they're, what, like $60 million over the cap? That was just absolutely a ridiculous number. But I think one of the guys that intrigued me the most uh, was Quentin Jefferson that the Bills just got rid of. And I think if you're just looking at players that can maybe come in and immediately improve this Packers defense, he'd be one of those guys that could line up with Kenny Clark, Kingsley Kiki. We don't know what's going to happen with Dean Lowry, whether or not he'll potentially be a cap casualty, but the defensive line is one of those positions that you and I have talked about where it's really hard to draft an immediate impact player. So to me, if the Packers are going to make any type of splash in free agency, it would absolutely be along the defensive line. I know a lot of Packer fans want a guy like Will Fuller, you know, they want that splash offensive player, but to me, It'll be somebody on defense. It'll be somebody who can come in and be plug and play while you let maybe a third day draft pick along the defensive line develop into your run stuffer of the future. All right. So Maggie's going to be smart and responsible and everything like that. I'm going to be, <laughs> of course. I'm going to, I'm going to be irresponsible and have a little fun with you guys. So Maggie did mention, and yes, I do think that the Packers, I, for starters, here's what I'll say. I do think the Packers are going to figure out a way to make room to sign multiple free agents. I know the Gutekunst quote that emerged from his presser was if we have a guy, the right player, the right fit, that was for a big free agent. So if they wanted to sign Zedarius, and that was an Andy Smith, Herman question. So the pod father shout out to the pod father for getting this answer. But <laughs> what I think happened from that was the answer started to get taken a little bit out of, cause they said what happened from that is they're like, Oh, they can sign one guy. Well, Yes, they could sign one guy if that one guy is Shaq Barrett, which they're not signing Shaq Barrett. Let me just get that out of the way right now. But that ilk of player, if they were making another contract similar to that of Zadarius Smith when he signed that a while ago or David Bakhtiari or something like that. But what they could do and where the market does get a little uncertain is with some of these guys that aren't going to get paid like that. At the receiver spot, Kenny Galladay is going to get paid. People that aren't wanting to pay Kenny Galladay are going to be going after Allen Robinson. And that is where the interest goes back to the summer from this past year at the trade deadline. I do think they're going to make a play for Will Fuller. That does not necessarily mean they're going to sign him. But I do think, again, what do the Packers do with their roster holes? They add veterans at each specific position. So wide receiver, defensive line, cornerback, maybe running back, depending on how cheap they can get somebody. I think two of those four spots, you'll see somebody sign. So maybe that's, you know, Will Fuller in a corner. Maybe it's a higher end corner and a lower end receiver like Emmanuel Sanders, who was just released today, which shout out Emmanuel. I hope the weather was nice in New Orleans, but shade. It was shady in New Orleans. hundred percent. I mean, I just think that Gutekunst is somebody that's going to fill those holes in that way. And I, I think that I know the injury history is there. I know there are questions about the PEDs, but that's kind of what would make him affordable. And if you look at Fuller's skill set, oh, and Matt LaFleur loves him. That doesn't hurt his case either. Putting all that together, a receiving core next year, a top four of Devontae, Will Fuller, MVS, and a draft pick, or MVS and Lazard and a draft pick coming along slowly kind of thing, Great scenario for the Packers to be in. And that was kind of the argument for trading for him at the trade deadline. Obviously, that ended up working out in Green Bay's favor to not do that. But that was the discussion that you could have had at that point. So I'm interested to see how that goes. I think that it's going to be a fascinating couple of weeks and Green Bay's level of creativity. And of course, we did talk about this a little bit 
what they do with Aaron Rodgers is going to tell you at least a little bit about their intentions at the quarterback position. If they don't do that restructure and create their room in other ways, they are giving themselves the out, if you will, or giving themselves options to potentially move on to Jordan Love. So that part is going to be interesting and everything like that. But next week when we are here, we will be at the start of the NFL league year. So the Packers will have signed Shaq Barrett, Richard Sherman, Xavier Rhodes, <laughs> and Kenny Galladay. That's pretty much how that works. I'm pretty sure. So we'll be interested to see how that goes. But until then, I'm your host for this evening's show. I'm Jacob Westendorf. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. We hope to have Jimmy back next week. You can follow him. He's at Jimmy underscore C08. And you can find Maggie. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write for Cheesehead TV, and I also podcast with the wonderful Perry Goldstein doing Packs What She Said at PWSS Podcast. So there you have that. Check those out. Make sure you catch the conversation, which that episode will air now on... Today. Today. <laughs> okay. Today or tomorrow. So if it's already up, check it out. If not, make sure you're looking for it. And go back to last week's and check out the conversation with the great original guest of my show, Pulse of the Pack, Michelle Bruton, one of the best in the business and one of our personal favorites as well. Until then, stay happy, stay safe, and be well, everybody. We will see you guys next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.